Welcome back, Literary Slummers, to another episode of Shelf Aware. It's Morph Monday, and you've got morphs! <laughs> I'm Em. I'm Anna. Oh, man. Uh, this week on Shelf Aware, we read the 16th book in K.A. Applegate's middle grade science fiction series, Animorphs, and it is called The Warning. Mm. Mm. Intriguing. Yeah. So back to our boy Jake. What did you think of this one? Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta take my headphones out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. Number one, Jake sucks. Jake Number two, I thought this book was really good until I realized what? until I realized <laughs> Okay, I thought one part of this book was really good. Okay. One aspect. Until I realized that it's only good because we technically read books out of order. Uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Because we read the Hork-Bajir Chronicles. Oh, I was going to ask, yeah, are you are you K.A. Applegate? <laughs> I was going to ask you that because one of your theories came to light here in a really big way. Well, sort of. It's not quite, it didn't quite fit in with my theory because my theory was that as, I don't know why we're dancing around it, like. Y'all care about spoilers if you've listened to the <laughs> Animorphs episodes. But uh, in a prior, when we read the Hork-Bajir Chronicles, it was revealed that Visser 3 has a twin brother. And I said that that was probably Visser 1. Yes. Oh, that's uh, true. As we will discuss later in this book, turns out that's not correct. It is a different character who is introduced in this book. He's just kind of a loser. So I was right in that he is important. And I that he, they're resentful of each other. Oh yeah, and that they hate each other. But uh, I was wrong about it being Visser 1, so I guess we're back to square one on Visser 1. <laughs> but I, I, when I read that, it, that this character who's introduced in this book was actually Visser 3's twin, I was like, Oh my god, that's such a good reveal. Like they set up that Visser one has or Visser three has a twin, and then it's this twist that it's this character. But then I was like, oh no, wait. If we had read these in publication order, mm. this would be the this would be the first mention of Visser three having a twin. Yes. Yeah, so, so it's, it's terrible. Not really a great it's reveal. so bad. It's not. It's, it's like out of nowhere, basically. <laughs> it's out of nowhere, just like and he has an evil twin. Dun, dun, which, dun. You can't, like, you can't do that. You can't reveal it in that order. <laughs> so what did you think of this book? I thought this book was so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot here that I'm just like, why is this allowed to happen in this universe? Like, what? <laughs> I get that, like, you need to step away from this small town, that the Buick presence mm-hmm. is bigger than this small town in California sure. called San Francisco, probably. Well, it is, <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> I have a couple of, from both this book, because you, as y'all might know, we read these books two at a time. I have more proof of the Animorphs location, both in this oh, book and in the Excellent. next book. <laughs> um. But the way that they handled traveling to another location, it just, it's mm-hmm. all just so far-fetched. And then, I mean, I'll get to it in the summary, but there's just... I mean, I also felt that this book was probably, I can't say definitively, because I'm trying to go through them in my head, but I feel like this book was the most aggressively 90s book mm, we've read. Mm-hmm. In that, like, there is plane travel in this and everyone knows that post 9-11 you know 
plane travel. Yeah, their plan would have been impossible. (laughs) Yeah, it would not have worked. But there was that aspect. And then there was also the whole setup of just the chat rooms and whatnot. Being only able to type 10 words at a time into a Mm -hmm. chat room. What? What are you talking about? That's not how chat rooms work And honestly made reading very annoying. Yeah, was that actually how chat rooms worked in the mid-90s? Not to my recollection. As someone who spent a lot of time on AOL Kids Only chat rooms, you could type as many words as you wanted. I mean, I feel like that was probably... God, when was this published? 1998. Oh, 98? Then yeah, this was late 90s. And yeah, I feel like... I don't know. I don't know. I just don't remember chats working that way, especially not this type of chat where it is very clearly based on AOL chat rooms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I guess we should go ahead and get into the what the book, what the fuck actually happens in this sure, book. Sure, why not? All right, so Jake is trolling around online and he's just like, what if I Googled Yerks? So he does. This is also the worst first chapter. Oh, 100%. So far. It was awful. Like, the first chapters are always the, my name's Jake, and I can't tell you my full name or where I live because the Yerks are after us. And that, like, obviously gets very repetitive, and yeah, Applegate, is clearly, <laughs> Applegate is clearly trying to put some spins on it, give him a little English. My name is but, like, B-Ball Guy 24. <laughs> B-Ball 24. It's so mind-numbingly dull, this first <laughs> intro of him just being like, my name's not really B-Ball 24. It's Jake, and I can't tell you the rest of my name. And I chose B-Ball 24 because I used to like basketball and score 24 points. Yes, but now <laughs> there are years, so I cannot enjoy ba- basketball. I was going to say baseball. <laughs> I get that you have to come up with 8 million of these chapter ones and... You're trying to make them all ind- individual, but this was bad. Yeah, this was this was very grown worthy and really dated itself, like you said. Like, mm-hmm. but <laughs> and then like also we're supposed to pretend that Jake wasn't on the family computer looking at porn. Come on, <laughs> he wasn't looking at porn, just pictures of insects. <laughs> <laughs> the next best thing. I uh, so he googles the word yerks and he finds a website dedicated to. Warning humans about the Yerks, and also a chat room in which people can talk about their experience with the Yerks. And some of the people in this chat room are very obviously controllers pretending to be regular humans because they're basically in the chat going, pee pee poo poo, Yerks are fake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, the, and there's also ones going, we have to kill the Yerks. I'm definitely not a Yerks. We should all get together in real life and defeat <laughs> the Yerks. You should go confront your Yerked up father. Quickly, quickly, go. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, but there are a few people that, to the Animorphs, seem genuine. Like, there's a little nine-year-old boy that's like, I think my daddy's a Yerk. Um, but, <laughs> so they get this genius idea. That they're like, we have to break into this knockoff AOL headquarters in order to track down the owners of the screen names and their addresses so we can see if they're legit and if they want to help us out. Now, I do want to point out that this is getting into my segment, Tracking the Animorphs, Uh um, (laughs) which I explain (laughs) where the Animorphs live, because I actually thought for a minute that this was blowing the whole San Francisco thing like wide out of the water. Okay. Because I thought, 
okay, this is clearly AOL. This is an AOL XB. Mm-hmm. So they trap, they make plans to travel to the AOL headquarters, right? Or not the AOL headquarters, to the headquarters of Web Access America, uh-huh. which is a stand-in for AOL. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, okay, where were the headquarters of AOL, right? So like they're currently, I believe, in New York, but in the mid-90s, they were in Virginia, I think. Oh. So either way, would not work for an hour and a half plane ride from San Francisco. So I was like, fuck, like, I have to redo all my maps Where and all of my conspiracy <laughs> We have to take down our red pieces of string from our cork boards full of pictures of the animals. Right, right. But it's okay, because although this is clearly based on AOL... AOL also exists in the Animorphs universe. There's AOL mentioned in book two. Oh. So this is exactly the same as AOL, but technically a different company. So it's probably not located at the same place as AOL. So it's fine. They're still in Did San Francisco. Did you just like search each book for AOL? No, I searched okay. for Web Access America to not, not each book online. <laughs> I searched for Web Access America to see if like it was based on something besides AOL and the wikipedia for or the wiki for animorphs the Cyropedia, uh, okay. has a mention of they're like oh it's based on aol and then in their references they're like aol was in book two and i'm like okay cool so it's a different company okay. so it's not in virginia okay. so it's okay <laughs> <laughs> i was real nervous there for a second yeah i can't imagine these children on the east coast they absolutely not. <laughs> well, the wildlife wouldn't fit. We know this. <laughs> so, so uh, they're going to break into the AOL headquarters, but AOL is too far away for them to travel by their standard means, which is turn into a bird or piece of crap bug and fly there. So they're like, we have to get on an airplane. They saunter right on up to the airport gates and they look at the flight times and they decide they're going to morph into flies and stay and fly more for the duration of the flight because it's like only an hour and a half flight or something to where they need to go. Mm-hmm. But this is the point, like Convenient. you said, this is very dated. They walk right up to the gates. They can just wander anywhere they want to in the airport. Uh, <laughs> no one's questioning them. It's fine. <laughs> and then Jake is like, when we're flies though... How are we going to know which gate to go to? I'm going to have to go get a stinky diaper from a baby and put it, take it from the bathroom trash can and put it in a trash can near the gate so that our fly senses can pick up the scent of the poo-poo and we go to it. Okay, so here's my biggest issue with this Uh plan. Uh Uh-huh. It's dumb, but also... Extremely. I don't think it works out timing wise because they make a point that it's an hour and a half flight. Uh They have two hours in morph before they, you know, get stuck. Number one, they had to have put that, like if they weren't, if they didn't have an area close enough to the terminal that they could just change, you know, like if there wasn't a bathroom right next to the terminal, Mm -hmm. They wouldn't need the dumb diaper plan because they would just be like, just fly straight ahead and you'll be yeah. there or whatever, you know? So it must have been a, a bit of a distance from the specific terminal, which would add time. Oh, like, exactly. And then also, like, what 
when have you ever known a plane to take off on time? Exactly. Like, they have to taxi around, and that takes a while. And then, like, you, right. they don't open the door as soon as, like, you land either. Right. I'm like, there's no way. No. There's no way. She cut it way too close on the timing. It should have been, like, a 20-minute flight. Then it would have, <laughs> then it would have Then I would have believed it. been like, yeah. <laughs> So they do the morph and they get on the plane and then people keep complaining about the amount of flies on the flight because duh, there's like six flies buzzing around and Marco's like eating people's food and stuff as a fly. <laughs> so then the the flight attendants start like swatting at them and shit and then someone hits Jake real, real good. He goes into, or sorry, not he, the book goes into like gross exposition mode where he just talks about how his wings are all like busted up and his legs have fallen off and his body has literally exploded like he's just he's not having a good time it was a lot it was disgusting i don't think this would have hit me quite as hard like a month or two ago when i wasn't in quarantine and what had like at this point i have had flies come into my house and have bonded with them in a way that I did not <laughs> You need to just We're get not, a pet. <laughs> I'm not like, I'm not like, I want this fly to stay in my house, but I am But like, you have named them and can recognize I, them. <laughs> I have like caught them and released them outside. Oh my. Because I just can't. So like, the flies getting smushed in this made me sad. <laughs> Uh, I, I, on the other hand, have been spending so much time in my house. I feel like I have to reclaim (laughs) it from the insect wildlife. I live like in a very heavily forested area. So we've been killing a lot. (laughs) So you were, you were happy with this fly smushing. Yes. Yeah. First of all, it was Jake. So that was extra. That's true. That does Any bug trauma he can suffer is points in my book because then maybe we won't get any more bug morphs. You know that's not the case. Well, because that's a thing. That's a thing that's brought up in this fucking book. Is there like, uh, as it goes on, Cassie's like, we don't have to do the fly morph. I know you're traumatized by it. And Jake's like, no, I got to do the fly morph. And she's like, well, I'm a tough boy. Rachel doesn't do the ant morph anymore. And -and so-and-so doesn't do this morph or whatever. And I'm like, man, that's first off, that's wild to me that they're like, they can have trauma related to one specific bug, but not like all, all bugs, bugs in general. <laughs> but then number two, it's just like, man, they're just going to keep picking up bugs, huh? Yep. It's <laughs> this is what's going to happen here. This is K.A. Applegate doubling down on her bug narrative. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not here for it. I feel like when I came into this series... I had such a perception of like, oh, every book they're going to turn into a different wild animal and it's going to be great and cool. But no, it's just bugs. It's bugs. <laughs> so bugs are so like, they're so ubiquitous in every single volume. It's just, I think there, we said there was like one book where they didn't turn into bugs. And it was great. Like Tobias book. It was so good. Uh, yeah. I really cannot. <laughs> So the other Vandalites grab up Jake's busted body and take him to the bathroom where he demorphs back into regular Jake. I don't think flies work this I don't way. think they can do this either. <laughs> I don't think. It's like Applegate, like, writes, like, oh, they picked him up with their clawed, like, clawed legs. And I'm like, do flies carry anything ever? Can flies pick up stuff? I don't think they can. Let's Google, can flies pick <laughs> stuff up? 
time for our other animal segment, Googling Animal What the fuck is K.A. on about? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They pick up potentially deadly diseases. A lot of stuff about diseases. Yep. Yeah. Let's see if there's anything in images. So their legs work as taste buds, so they all got a good taste of Jake as he was dying, which is very cool. Carrying. And they have, I mean, tiny gripping claws, but it doesn't okay. say anything about like. I don't think they're like bees or anything. I mean, bees don't even carry stuff. Yeah, it they, just like, sticks pick to a their pollen legs. on their back legs, and it sticks there. They don't like pick stuff up. Yeah, I'm looking at, I'm looking at this. I just don't think. Like, why would they need to be able to? Why carry would they anything? need to? Exactly, because they just suck food up. Yeah, with their little. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't I don't believe that the flies could have picked up another fly and carried him to the bathroom. Seems incorrect. Seems bad. I mean, maybe all flies are capable of carrying their fallen comrades, <laughs> but flies are just without empathy, so we haven't seen it. <laughs> the flies are the sociopaths here. <laughs> we can't do scientific studies on this because the flies don't care enough to carry, but they can do <laughs> they it. They can do it. They just don't feel like it. Oh, well, as soon as Jake demorphs, the plane lands, which is super convenient. Um, and no one seems to notice that this boy with no shoes in, in a leotard or whatever is just like exiting. Bike shorts and a t-shirt. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> which I took note of because I remembered that Cassie and Rachel are usually in leotards. And I was like, mm, that's kind of unfair that they have to wear leotards all the time. Yeah, they the could just wear bike, bike shorts, shorts and t-shirts. And t-shirts. And also, also, that's the thing with their outfits is they're like, they have to be skin, like they have to be skin tight in order to morph. What, what were these boys? I've, I remember teenage boys in the 90s. Oh yeah, I don't know I don't where think... they got their clothes. Yeah, what skin tight t shirts are they wearing? That wasn't the, <laughs> the look. The Jinko jeans, uh, <laughs> bike shorts, I'm sure, that were just really, really tight on top, but then they just ballooned from there. <laughs> also, like, I don't know, man. They could just get yoga pants. I don't, were yoga pants as big then? Probably. I not. feel like, I feel like I, I can accept that they could only get bike shorts as the like tight butt cover. But I don't know. I feel like t-shirts, t-shirts weren't, I guess maybe they just bought, bought too small ones, but that's always, t-shirts. But that's always the thing is they're like, anytime they have to buy something, they have to go through their parents. Yeah. So I'm like, what was the conversation with like Jake's mom where Jake was like, I want a shirt that's too small in the late nineties where everything is too big. <laughs> Please get me an XXXS t-shirt. I think this is a case where we need to watch a few episodes of the show so we can see mm. if they do this in the show. That's a good and point. And see if it looks consistent with the decade. That might have to be an episode where we watch a watch an episode of the TV show and talk about I it. I think that would be good. That might be a thing. That could be, yeah, for when we need like an easy thing to do that doesn't involve reading a book. <laughs> yeah, because we're already stressing so much reading these books for yes, children. Yes, these ha- these books that take me an hour each to read, if that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and. Not gonna lie, I skim a good 40%. Mm, mm-hmm. Those first two chapters are just whatever. Oof. Anytime there's a fight scene, I'm like, I get it. Yep. Gorilla Marco punches some things. Elephant Rachel tramples. It's Let's fuck. move on. <laughs> the the Bandalites exit the plane, and they hitch a bus ride to the downtown area of this mystery town, and they go on a tour of the knockoff AOL building. 
And here they have, like, this interesting discussion about, like, so it's first brought up. They're like, why don't we just morph into some people that work here and then go and hack or whatever it is we're going to do to find out the addresses of the people. And I think it's, is it Cassie who's like, or no, it's Marco who's like, yeah, but then what makes us different from the Yerks if we do this? Marco, I think, like, argues both sides Yes, of he it. does, which is... I why Cassie we have Cassie here for a reason just use her to be that annoying moral compass but uh, yeah for some reason Marco just argues both sides and then Jake is like was Marco arguing both sides that was weird then why include (laughs) it in your stupid book and then point it out oh my god anyway (laughs) it's like she was doing this on a typewriter and was like I I can't backspace I've run out of whiteout (laughs) type Cassie in there (laughs) Uh, so yes they they grapple for like two seconds with the morality of whether or not they can morph human beings uh what do you think of this argument where'd you land i thought it would have been fine it's not like okay absolutely yeah they're not taking over their bodies they are borrowing their dna in order to become it's not like they're gonna go around and just be those people and ruin their life and even if they were, I mean, not the ruin their life part, but the just be those people thing, that would actually be good strategy exactly. to have different human morphs. Exactly. And for a reason we see in the next book, too. Mm-hmm. The, the whole morality argument here is just so fucking stupid when you consider that they do this all the time to all animals. Exactly. It's like... Is your argument that it's like, oh, it's bad because we're creating these creatures that are humans and then we're, like, using them? It's like, okay, but you're doing that to all animals. <laughs> like, I don't understand what, <laughs> what the is distinction the is here. We'd be just like the Yerks. It's no, like, you're not because you're not purposefully <laughs> manipulating this person. Not. You're just borrowing. The, it's like you borrowed their outfit. It's, it's like when people disguise themselves. <laughs> If we are on board with Rachel birthing an alligator and then immediately killing her alligator child, we should be fine with the idea of them having other human morphs because it's like, or we really need to get back into the Cassie side of things and be like, why do we value human life so much more than every other animal? Mm. Because that's fucked. No, Cassie's got other things to preach about in this book, Em. That's true. God, I... <laughs> Cassie's, Cassie's never getting down off that pulpit, man. No, I hated her in this book so much. Everything, I was just like, just let him do it, Cassie. <laughs> I hate the Jake-Cassie relationship also, just so I thought they were going to break much. up in this book. I Skipping wish ahead. they had. I know, me too. Oh. Uh, I mean, they're barely together. So. <laughs> that's true, they're not doing anything. So instead of instead of doing the smart plan, Jake decides that they need to make a distraction so that Marco and Axe can get on a computer terminal and get the names and addresses of the people that they need. So here's the plan they come up with. Jake, Rachel, Cassie, and Tobias do their tiger, grizzly bear, skunk, and hawk morph. And then Jake roars to get everyone's attention, and then they just literally mop the floor. That's it. Rachel grabs a mop. Jake's got a bucket around his neck. Oh, Jake, that great strategician. That this is it. Is strategician a word? No. <laughs> Strategist. Strategist. Thank you. 
His name will go down in the annals of time with the great generals. <laughs> General Prince Jake. <laughs> it's just... And it works. I don't... Cassie gets to spray some security guards that get too close, but their distraction works and they get the info they need. So They cool. really, they are really doubling down on this whole, like, skunks are the worst possible thing, right? Yes. Like, they're like, man, it would be so terrible to get sprayed by a skunk. And I mean, like, yeah, it would be bad, but, like, every time it happens, it's, like, catastrophic to whatever enemy they're dealing yes. with. Yes. It's like, it's not fucking acid, guys. <laughs> it's smelly spray. I mean, I know it, like, burns your eyes and nose a bit, but it's like, I don't know, maybe I'm speaking out of my ass here and, like, people have died from skunk spray, but I don't think that's the case. Time time for our other podcast. Let's Google this. Can Animal you facts. die from skunk spray? <laughs> High concentrations of skunk spray are toxic and potentially fatal to humans. The powerful stuff has been likened to tear gas because it can cause temporary blindness, coughing, and gagging. I don't know how much it would take you to die feel like more than a skunk would carry because i feel like (laughs) otherwise i would be way more worried about skunks (laughs) (laughs) skunks would be the dominant species right i was too i could i just skimmed the article and nothing jumped out at me so i guess i'll be ignorant it didn't it didn't include skunk death stats (laughs) how many humans have died to skunks oh it's in rare instances that you can have a toxic reaction so I don't know. Anyway, they go home and they discover that a couple of the people from this chat room live in their town, which is super convenient because we didn't want to have to get on a plane again. We can't. We cannot. We can't go through that again. Uh, so it's a little nine-year-old, the little nine-year-old boy who's afraid that his dad is a year and the owner of the knockoff AOL. So convenient. Wait. Oh, 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 Okay. Again, I'm fucking stupid. I thought that you were saying he, the nine-year-old boy who's afraid his dad is a yerk and the, like... Uh, the he's afraid his of... dad is the owner of the knockoff <laughs> No, I thought you were just saying that his yeah. dad is the owner. And I was like, wait, those were the same people? I'm s- I am totally didn't get that. But no, oh, they aren't. They're mind. separate people. And I don't understand how sentences work. Uh, so on the weekend, they have to decide who to investigate first. And Jake, the leader, makes the tough leader call and decides they'll go to the knockoff AOL guy's house. Instead of the nine-year-old. Wow. Yeah, imagine. What a And Cassie is, like, real fucking pissed about this. Like, you want to go... It it makes sense. You want to go to the guy that has possibly resources to help you versus this child who... Whatever. (laughs) Also, like, what were they going to gain from from the child? Like, it's like, okay... He still has to live with his year, dad. Right, they can't fix that situation. They know at this point. They're like, okay, the nine-year-old has a parent who the nine-year-old believe is yerked and believes is yerked. And it's like, okay, if that's the case, what are you going to accomplish? You're not going to get any info from the nine-year-old. You're not going to get any info from the yerk. The best you can hope for is that the kid is wrong and somehow just came up with the word yerk on his own. Yeah, what are you going to do? Like kill his dad? Right. So like the other thing or the the owner of the company, it's like. Okay, either he is a yerk who is trying to infiltrate these other non-yerks, in which case you need to kill him in order to, like, protect everybody else. You need to take him out. Mm-hmm. Or he is not a yerk and could fucking help you. Like, because he, like you said, has resources. Yeah. So it's, like, the obvious call. But then, yeah, Cassie's like, 
But what about the child? It's like, what about the child, Cassie? What are you going to do? Shut the fuck up, Cassie. Fucking <laughs> Cassie. So sick of you in this book and everything. Cassie really is slipping in the rankings. Honestly. Like, she just, like, she just wants to nag everybody for everything. It's like, Cassie needs to be more chill, like Rachel, who's the cool girl. Rachel, who will just <laughs> fucking kill people. It doesn't, she doesn't care. <laughs> So AOL guy's house is a total fortress, and uh, they decide they're going to, like, they're all going to get into their bird morphs, and Rachel's like, I'll go fly into this open window, but as she, soon as she does, she gets knocked unconscious, and she's just, like, laying there inside the house, and then all these guys with guns come out, and they're like, pow, 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 and then Axe also gets captured. I definitely was getting confused between this plan to infiltrate a building through windows and wanting to use birds and next book's plan. And I was like, but what about the bananas? And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's a different stupid book. plan. These books were very similar in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the others are all fretting about how Rachel and Axe are probably dead. And Jake's like, I will fly all the way to the garden to acquire a rhino morph, which I should have done probably three years ago when we first got our abilities, but whatever. Should have been touching all them beasts. Hell. So he gets the rhino morph and he comes back to the rich guy's mansion and he just busts shit up as a rhino. He's like, walls mean nothing to me. And he just tears a hole in this guy's house and they all go charging in. Bullets mean nothing. Also, there was that weird moment where it was like, like, I get why it's here. Cause like it's the nineties and we were all like wearing those rainforest t-shirts and whatever. Mm-hmm. But like the, the, little side thing about oh the rhinos some people think their horns are medicine and poach them and that's bad i'm like we don't have to do the earth child thing just in every have cassie book say it later Who cares? just have cassie do it that's her job <laughs> it's to remind us that earth is beautiful and we must protect her children oh, like she's getting into jake's head i don't like it yeah he's been he's been reading her nat geos <laughs> um what happens? They- Sometimes they have full center spreads of bugs. It's so gross. <laughs> Jake just, he just lays in bed at night under the covers, flipping the pages real slow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross, Jake. They get in the house <laughs> and they corner the rich guy who was like, LOL, I'm Visser 3's twin and I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> when I read it, I was shocked i was in the middle of a text thread with you guys and i was ignoring you all because i was very involved in this uh-huh. animorphs animorphs uh revelation and i was like wow this is so good like she put the seeds down about the twin and then the twin shows up several books later it's like that's not what that happened, is not what happened. <laughs> reverse <laughs> she she just was like, and there's a twin in this book. And then later wrote a book that was Mr. Three's backstory and had to be like, and he and has he a, had twin. a twin. And I'm not going to talk about him at all in this book. <laughs> right. So it makes that book worse. Exactly. Because then it's like, oh, I'm saving the twin for something epic like this. And then it turns into like, oh, I just had to throw him in. I forgot. My editor reminded right. me. Like, I feel like the last Jake book we had was so frustrating because it was like, this book puts down some interesting ideas, but then immediately undoes them all at the end because of time travel. Mm -hmm. And then this book was like, this book 
takes interesting ideas from another book and then immediately is like, nah, fuck, it's actually not an interesting idea. So this book, this book didn't only ruin itself, it ruined another book. It's just tragic. So tragic. Oh, man. The twin basically reveals that he was given this lame host body and it was just like, I don't know, a call center worker or whatever. And But he and the human learned to work together and they decided to be really rich and build knockoff AOL. And he got some modicum of power because he was able to like, I don't know, look up everybody whenever they needed to because he had everyone's screen names. I don't know. Yeah, I don't... Is that how screen names I worked? Don't I don't know. I, I mean, like, I was trying to figure it out because that was the thing. They're like, oh, AOL, like, the, not AOL, but, you know, it was like, oh, we're going to go to the head of the, to the company to see what everyone's screen names are. And, I mean, it's like, I guess you could figure out. They just out, had a big database of screen names. Yeah, I guess you could figure out who was getting billed, but that, like, I don't know. It just, I don't. I don't know how you could reliably, like, say who in the household Right, who. and I mean, I guess I guess as long as you know the household, it doesn't super matter. Yeah, not to this guy you can, anyway. <laughs> right, you can figure it out once you get there. Exactly. But The cool thing about Visser 3's twin is his, he has learned how to not rely on the Candrona rays to exist. Not directly. Yeah, not directly. He still essentially is. What he does instead is he eats other yerks. Cool. Which is gross. <laughs> What a cool dude. What a neat guy. He cannibalizes <laughs> his own parasitic race. He's a parasite of a parasite? Like, I don't... What? <laughs> I don't I don't think cannibals are technically parasites. Uh, I, I think they're true. just predators because they're not... They're not... Yeah. Keeping it alive, right? Like, it's like... Usually. I mean, I guess you could... I guess you could cannibalize bits of something and leave it alive but that's dark yeah he just he's like this little tiny yerk he's just like saving it in a tupperware he's just eating little by little also okay so we get into how yerks eat in the next book Uh but like does the human have to eat the yerk i would imagine human because they don't have mouths well they don't but they have ways to ingest nutrients we find out in the next book so you could, is the human eating him or is the yerk just like laying on top of the other yerk? <laughs> I bet it's the human just like popping him in his mouth like Pringles. It's like, once or you like, pop, uh, you can't stop. Or like Lion King. Yeah, slimy yet satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> also, also, this guy is the one who started up the chat room that Jake stumbled upon and that's how he uses it to track down yerks to eat. And then he also kills all the humans afterwards because obviously he's a bad guy. Yeah, and also like, what else would you do? I mean, if you were a yerk who wanted to eat other yerks, you can't really, like, you'd have to kill the human to get the yerk out. Yeah, right. So I mean, like, well, no, because they cut. They can come out voluntarily, but who, like, what yerk is gonna do? What that? yerk is gonna be exactly. that dumb? So yeah. you just have to no, like, I that. guess, scalp them. Yeah, or just stab him and wait for the yerk to crawl oh, out. Because, well, I don't know if we've, I feel like we've gone back and forth on if you kill the human, does the yerk insta die or can the yerk still crawl crawl out? Because there's been kind of like conflicting death scenes in regards to yeah, that. But I can't remember. But then my other thing too is like, I assume this guy has to eat frequently, so mm. people are dying on a frequent basis. 
Yes. Like, if the police were suspicious about someone like Dexter, how are they going to feel about... (laughs) An excellent real-life example. Yeah. (laughs) How are they going to feel about someone who's doing that on a more consistent basis and in higher quantities? If Yeah, I feel... Okay, so we know that the Yerks have to go and suck up Kenjona Ray's every three days, right? So he's got to eat these Yerks at least every three days, Uh which seems completely untenable because he would have to eat more than one right because it's like it's like food chain basics right like if you're a plant you only need x amount of energy from the sun if you're an animal eating the plant you need to eat more plants because you get less energy you don't get the full amount of energy and then if you're an animal like you know that's how like the food chain works exactly so if he's eating other yerks he's not getting the full candrona experience from one yerk because they've already used some of that energy so, like, yeah, he's, like, Is he's he got to kill a lot of years. I guess he could. He's got the money. I guess, but th- it just seems inefficient. That's a lot of people dying. That's a lot of, like, having to, it's a very convoluted thing of having to get people to come to this chat room like, Yerks to come to this chat room. And why aren't the Yerks investigating this, too? They're like, we're losing thousands of Yerks in a really weird way. And he says that's why he has, like, security and whatever, because he knows his brother's eventually going to, like, figure it out and come get him. But it's like, why hasn't he already? Because Viscer is a fucking moron, we've already decided. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. But, like, also, like, okay, so if this dude, he was Yerked up, and the Yerks are like, you have to follow our rules. You have to, like, come back to Kendrona Pool to check in every three days because you have to in order to eat. So we're going to be able to keep track of you that way. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't Visser 3, like, this guy has has to have been doing this for, like, years and years and years for this company to exist at the level that it does. You would right? think, yeah. So, like, Visser 3 has just been, like, oh, it's been eight years since I've seen my idiot twin brother, but it's probably fine? Like, what? No one thought to check on this situation? Like, and they know who he is. It's not like they'd be like, well, we can't find Twin of Visser 3 because we don't know the name of his host body. They super do. They super do. And he's a famous guy whose whose address is available in a very, like, easy to be found by dumb children way. Very true. Yes. Yeah. So what the fuck? Well, and not to mention that, like, he's not showing up to the Kendrona pools. Right! That's what I'm saying! (laughs) I don't know, man. This guy's, like, the most suspicious guy who's ever lived, and everyone's just like, (laughs) it's fine. (laughs) But that's the thing. It also... Okay, I forget. What is his reason for doing this? It's because, like, Visser 3 hates him and he doesn't... He's afraid Visser 3 is eventually going to kill him? Yeah, I don't know. They're just going to, like, maybe put someone else into his host body or something? I don't remember. But, like... Let me see. It just seems like... It seems like this is a situation he brought on himself. He was, like... (laughs) He was just experimenting one day, and he's like, Oops, I ate you. I'm going to eat other Yerks so that I don't have to go back to the Kandrona pool, and I don't want to go back to the Kandrona pool because they're all going to be really mad at me for eating other Yerks. It's like, well, why did oh, you just not eat the Yerks? Visser 3 cut him off from the Kandrona pools oh. to kill to kill his twin because he was jealous of how powerful his twin had become. Well, that's fucking dumb. That is. And then he's like, <laughs> obviously not dead yet. Or did he I, just yeah, think he's... that this guy, this host, 
this former host was just like chill with it. He was like, "Yeah, I'm free." Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he come put a new York in there? Exactly. In this very powerful man, like I don't. This whole thing is just nonsense. And then he says, "My brother has not killed me because I have information he wants and needs." He, which is eating other yerks. That's the information, right? Um, yeah. But Visser 3 it's, doesn't know that. So, like... But, like, probably should be able to figure it out from the trail of bodies... Exactly. ...of yerks that are all using this fucking Visser 3 room. needs a cork board with red strings. This is the worst episode of Criminal Minds. <laughs> oh, my God. God damn. Anyway. Jake is like, we're gonna let this guy live. Because he gave us information. Well, he's like, he's like, exchange of hostages. You let us go. We'll, we we'll won't let kill you go. You. Yeah. And Cassie's like, no waste this guy. He's an absolute monstrosity. And Jake is like, but my honor. So he lives. There's also, I will say, it's part his honor and part another moral dilemma of, like, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, mm. right? It's like, well, this guy is taking out Yerks, is the thing. But he's also taking, taking out, out humans. humans. And he's, he's also obviously not taking out Yerks in any quantity that matters to the Yerks. Exactly. Because otherwise they, they would have stopped him. him. So, like, no, fuck that, just waste this time. Yeah. And then, I don't know, like, maybe steal shit from his house. <laughs> yeah. Become the new president of AOL. Very, that is how it works. If you kill the leader <laughs> of a company, you get to become mm-hmm. that leader. I have always assumed that that is how capitalism works. Yes, yes. (laughs) And he's like, hey, as long as you're in this house, you will be protected from us. But if we ever see you outside, we're going to kill you, I guess. And everyone is real salty at Jake about this. Nobody's talking to him. But the next day, Cassie's missing from school. And it turns out she went to go check on that nine-year-old boy by herself. And she's like, you can't trust your dad, kid. Don't tell him anything. And then she's like, I felt like a villain. I'm such a monster that I told this child not to confront his father about the Yerks and how he couldn't trust him. I just, just kill me, Jake. Just kill me. So, like, her next POV is going to be real trash. I'm pretty sure. Oh, for sure. And then Jake is like, I burned down a house. He's like, he's like, I'm not saying I did it, but I'm also not saying I didn't do it. Yeah, so so the AOL leader Yerk dude's house gets burned down in a mysterious way. So it's like, ah, now he can't be in the house and so we can kill him whenever. It's like, you guys, this is dumb. He can buy another house. He has so many just, monies. And just avoid you guys. But that house, that house isn't under Jake's protection, the new house. It was just right. the old house. Loophole. <laughs> but the point, my point there is that he can... He's a multimillionaire? Yeah. No, he's a billionaire. He's the second richest man in the world with only $29 billion. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> but he can hire people to just go other places and get him the people he's figured out are years mm-hmm. and then bring them to him and then eat them in his house and not have to leave the house. And even though it's not the same house, the Animorphs presumably aren't going to bother going to that house True. and killing him. So, like, and he's good. He's fine. Also, with all of the protections he had around the house, how did Jake light it on fire? How did Jake um, burn down a he, whole ass mansion? He morphed into a dragon. Oh, that's right. You I know, forgot. Aerial assault. 
Anyway, that's the book. That was this. The warning. I guess it was a warning from Jake to AOL that he's coming yeah. for them. It was. I don't know. It was a terms and services warning. <laughs> Who cares? It was stupid. We're never going to hear from this guy again. Just kidding. I'm, I've been wrong before. We keep hearing about the Lyrans in the chapter ones. And I was like, we're never going to hear about them again. And it seems like we probably are. Yeah, now. they keep reminding us about them. I guess that gets into my serious theories, which is I'm rescinding two of my earlier theories. Right. One of them being that Visser 1 is Visser 3's twin, because that's obviously not the case. Um, and then the other being that the Lyrans won't be important, because it seems like, actually, maybe they are going to be relevant at some point. <laughs> Those were the psychic frogs, if you are keeping track at home. Yes. Yeah, I think that was my only... Uh, there wasn't. This one was pretty straightforward. Um, yeah. Just there was a shipping alert. Jake and Cassie. I think Jake and Cassie are on the verge of breaking up. That's my serious theory. Well, that too, but also... Jake refers to Axe's human form as like strangely attractive or something like that. And I don't, I want to go back and look and I'm definitely not going to cause I'm lazy, but I want to <laughs> do it. Um, I want to see how the other Animorphs describe Axe's human form. Cause I'm pretty sure it's only Jake. He's who's like, like he's, he's so bangable. He's, he's beautiful, so beautiful. And I love him. I want to fuck him. So that's a thing. <laughs> oh my God. Um, Morbid moments, then. Or should we do most oh, valuable f- Marv? Well, I already started saying, let's let's go with morbid moments. No, moment. I want to do valuable Morph now. No, go ahead. Okay, fuck you. <laughs> let's do valuable Morph. All right. Who's yours? Who's yours? <laughs> you brought it up. You go first. Okay. My most valuable Morph. how this works at all. <laughs> My most valuable Morph this week was... I guess Axe, because he did computer hacking. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I feel like no one did anything in this Exactly. Book. They all just, like, fucked up so much. It's really hard. <laughs> I feel like I'm literally going through it and trying to think of what people did in this Rachel book. Mocked it's like Jake. Rachel mocked Jake. Rachel mocked. Rachel and Axe both got ki- captured. Cassie was fucking annoying and useless. Tobias was overcome by the fly mind. <laughs> right. And Marco. Marco was the one who got them all noticed on the plane by going to eat the Salisbury steak. Exactly. So, like, they all sucked. They were all, None this of them was brought their them A-game. at their worst. So I guess I'll agree with you. Axe at least brought something to the table. He, he carried the plot along. <laughs> yeah. Plot was bad. Yeah. But without him, it wouldn't have existed, I guess. Yeah. All right. What's your morbid moment? I was just going to say the fly getting squished. It was that gross. was I didn't extremely like gross. Not as gross as the ants, but definitely up there. No, I feel like it was grosser than the ants because of the guts part. Mm, because the ants were just like ripped apart. And it was like, oh, we got ripped apart and our throats got ripped apart. And it's like, that's real gross. But there was like the visual of like, because like we've all smushed flies before and had that moment where they're still kind of twitching, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't pulled an ant before in that way. You know, I haven't pulled an ant apart. Thank you know? God. So, like, right? Because that's, like, sociopathic. Yeah, I'd have to dissociate um, from you, I think, if <laughs> you had. Like, we've all squished. Well, we've maybe all swatted us, a fly. We've swatted flies, probably. And you've had those times when it's, like, the back butt part gets a little bit smushed out and the fly is still twitching. And you're like, oh, fuck, poor fly. I've so never sorry. looked at it after to see that that happened. You have to to get rid of it, like to clean it up. I don't look though. 
I usually smash it with a paper towel in my hand, and then it's just like oh, swipe. just like oh, see, I'm thinking like fly swatter situation, oh, yeah. and I actually don't use a fly swatter because I don't own one because I'm a disaster. I usually use a flip flop. I mean, I don't know, I don't know anyone besides my mom who owns a fly swatter. I feel like that's probably a sign of being a really responsible adult. Millennials are killing fly swatters. The fly swatter industry. <laughs> God. Anyway, what was yours? Mine was the, I thought the, um, Visser 3's twin being a cannibal was pretty gross. It's pretty fucked up, Pretty dark. He's just like, I just gobble up my friends. Now here is another question about the cannibalism in this book. Um, a sentence (laughs) I didn't expect to say. (laughs) For a middle grade science fiction series. Um, does it count as cannibalism if you're not technically the one eating it? If it's your human body eating a... Yerk body. It's like it's like you're... if you have escargot, right? It's just or mussels. You just like sniff it up. I'm just I, yeah. I just feel like at what point is it actually cannibalism? Because cannibalism is specifically the eating of one of your own species. And yeah, I mean, I guess the the yerk is absorbing the nutrients somehow. That also begs the question. I feel like it's gotta be he comes out and then absorbs the other and slays them. They spoon until the other year. Because is otherwise, no how is he getting the nu- nutrients? Because right. you don't have a, a access from your digestive tract to your, to brain. your brain in that way. I think. Uh, yeah, that's out. Yeah, it sounds like he does have to come out then. So it is cannibalism. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's cannibalism via spooning. It's fine. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Ooh. Now, okay. Now I did picture someone doing that as a human and Ew. like spooning another human and absorbing and that's like horror movie type. That's gross, yeah. That's real gross. I don't care for that. Ugh, not a that's fan. That's getting into like human centipede sort of. Yeah, kind of like body yeah, horror I don't shit. Like anyway, that. Uh, <laughs> this book's done next now. Week, the end. <laughs> done with this. So fun from the cannibalism. Uh, next week, we're reading a book to cap out, cap off. M's Magical Realism Unit, and it is called Gods of Jade and Shadow by Sylvia Moreno-Garcia. And then the week after that, we will be back with another Morph Monday with Animorphs number 17? Probably. Yep, 17, The Underground. Hmm. Rachel POV. Another great showing from Rachel. Rachel is my girl, but her books have not been great. I know. Oh, I wanted to ask you, and maybe we should save this for next week, okay. but like, what's your current ranking of Animorphs? Oh. Should we talk about that next week? Mm, my we... current ranking is probably, I mean, Rachel, obviously, then Tobias, and then Marco, Axe, and then like, there's probably like a thousand minor characters, and then Cassie and Jake at the bottom. I pretty much agree. I definitely, Rachel, Rachel, Tobias, and Marco are like A squad. Axe, Cassie, Jake are like B squad. Yes. Um, but I think I'd probably, I don't know if I would put Marco above Tobias. I go back and forth. Yeah. It depends on Tobias's mood. If he's like being like mm. depressy, whiny hawk, and then I'm just like, mm. but if he's being like badass, I can also morph yeah. that hawk then. But then also on the flip side, if Marco is being like funny, depressed, secretly depressed boy, love it. If he's being like sexist, it's unfortunate. That's gross, yeah. And as all kinds of insensitivities as we see in the next book as well. You guys have so mm-hmm. much to look forward to. 
looking forward to mm-hmm. it myself. In the meantime, if you would like to share with us your Bandalite rankings, you should tweet at us at ShuffleWareCast or email us ShuffleWareCast at gmail.com. We would love to share those on the podcast as well so that we know that other people care as much about these like 13, 14 year old morphers as we do. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes you kind of feel bad for shitting on little preteen teenagers, no. but no, I don't. If you guys do it too, it'll make me feel better. Um, <laughs> as always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. And we're also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should. Because if you don't, then we're going to send Visser 3's twin to your house to eat the yerk in your brain. Uh, if you use Apple Podcasts, we'd very much appreciate a five-star review. But if you do not, that's okay. You're allowed to talk about us anywhere on the internet that you would like. In the words of K.A. Applegate, diaper gravy, Marco said, we're going to use the diaper gravy to guide our flight as flies. Gross, Marco. <laughs> just say poop. Just say shit. <laughs> just say shit, Marco. It's fine. <laughs> fun from the cannibalism Uh, next week we are reading i wrote it down i wrote it down because i'm a good girl i'll let you i'll let you tell us then fuck i wrote it down somewhere i have so many papers on this desk (laughs) no that's a black piece of paper (laughs) what's happening we're reading a book we're reading a book to cap out uh 